We are three best friends living on three corners of the country. Wifing, momming, boss babing, and honestly, just trying to keep our shit together. Anyway, I'm Allie. I'm Alicia. I'm Elisa, and this is A3 Life. Our fun, funny, and informative lifestyle podcast, where we will be speaking on how to be fearless, authentic, and relentless in all areas of life. Enjoy the show. Yay, yay, yay. So we are super excited, you guys. Like we, you know, we we all three get together constantly and are constantly talking and, and ideas and just different things. And so this morning, I mean, literally this morning, we came together and we just like had this like thing. Um, you know, we get lots of messages, um, inboxes, texts, if you happen to have our cell phone uh, numbers of just women kind of with different issues and different things that they want to talk about. And um I got like a certain, we got like a certain reach out from, um, somebody and it really inspired us to move into May as more of like a full woman's month where we're going to basically just come out with some really, um, I don't know if we want to say hot topics, just maybe some, some, um, different topics. Than we normally would talk topics. About. I would Absolutely. say topics that people don't really always like to talk about. Yeah. Cause this is the thing, like one of the things that we told ourselves is that when we started this, we wanted to be real. We wanted to be authentic. We wanted to come to you out of a place of just like rawness and realness and just kind of, you know, pull back that layer of, um, I don't know, just kind of covering things that are maybe a little scary to talk about and, and just talk about it. And that's the thing is I know that there's a lot of subjects like as women that we're nervous to talk about and, and scared and I mean, and it could be for very valid reasons, maybe you actually are afraid, but that's what we want to do here is we want to be able to intercede for you. And we want to be able to talk on your behalf and maybe talk and address things that are maybe a little touchy, like Lisa said, a little taboo and just have some real conversations. And, and, you know, I think like us coming live and doing this too, you're going to find other women commenting on here. You're going to find other women agreeing or putting their um, opinions in the comments. So that's what we do encourage you guys to please, as we're going with this live and as we're talking, you know, like, like make sure that you're dropping things in the comment section, because the thing is, I think a lot of times when we're vulnerable and we come out and we talk about things that are a little touchy or a little hard or scared, and we see other women in that same place, it makes us feel not alone. It makes us feel more normalized, you know, not that, that touchy things should be normal, you know what I mean? But it, it makes it makes you um, realize that you are not alone. And that's the thing is we want to, you know, we want to be here for you guys to let you know that you do have somebody that's willing to step in and talk for you. Even if it's something that we're not um, maybe dealing with ourselves or haven't dealt with, or, and maybe even if it's a little uncomfortable, I'm okay with being uncomfortable. Um, and I know the girls are, Elisa, Ali, I know they're okay with being uncomfortable. And I know all of our hearts are definitely um, ready to come out and just kind of, like I said, you know, intercede, um, on your behalf and just talk about things and share our advice or opinions. And, and if it's something that we're really just not super familiar with, I know all of us will be willing to do like the due, due diligence in, you know, finding out information, asking a lot of questions, seeking like, you know, counsel from people that have been there so we can bring it to you. So girls, anything you want to add to that? Before we jump on in. Well, I just wanted to add, um, she's talking about that. And so we're open to any suggestions, 
if there's something going on in your life and maybe you don't want to publicly talk about it, please know that your privacy will be respected with us and we'll make it a conversation. We will make it a thing. We will make people aware. That's what we want to do is maybe bring awareness to some things that everyone doesn't know about. And that's something we're going to do um, during the month of May is we're going to have other women on to share some passion projects of theirs. Um, maybe you'll learn something. Maybe you'll get more involved. I mean, for me and my personal life, it was IVF and infertility. I had no idea about that whole world until I was that person. And now I know a lot about that world, unfortunately. And you all have heard me talk about that and kind of bring awareness to that cause that's close to my heart because there are so many women and couples struggling with that. So we want to have other women on. If you have a passion project or if you have something that, you know, you've really been fighting a really hard battle or cause for, we want to have you. We want you to share some of your stories, something that you've seen. Maybe you work at a women's shelter and you have some stories to share, you know, privately. Obviously, we wouldn't use anyone's names, but to kind of bring awareness to some things that are near and dear to our hearts. And we want to do that on behalf of you all. So if there's something you're passionate about, um, just let us know. And we want to talk about it. That's where our talk Tuesdays are going to kind of turn into maybe, maybe some controversial stuff, maybe some real topic issues. We just want to really bring some value and realness into your life. Like Alicia mentioned, because these are things that are affecting us as women and maybe even men and children too. This isn't just about the women, but obviously the month of May, we want to specialize in women, women's cause and what you're passionate about and want to bring awareness to. So we will be looking for some guests. We'll have some guest spots available to join us either on Facebook Lives and or our A3 Life podcast. Allie? Yeah, and if you, um, like the girls have mentioned, if there is something that you would like to hear us discuss, here are our advice or opinions on that you need to remain private. You can private message the A3 Life page and um, let us know what that is that you want to hear us talk about. That's what we're talking about today is something that was sent to us privately that we will not be using any specific um, examples or names in and we'll just be discussing it in generalities and our experiences and thoughts and a conversation around that. And you can also reach us at a3lifepodcast at gmail.com. It can be emailed there and we'll talk about it. We want to talk about it and we want to bring... Um, some love and light into whatever you're going through right now. Yeah. So, so what we decided to kind of talk about today, um, is emotional abuse. It's just one section, um, of a letter that we got and, and this particular letter went into all kinds of things and we will dive deeper into it. We want to, in the month of May, spend some time talking a little bit more about emotional and physical abuse. Um, because it is something that's very, very real. It's something that's super close to my heart. Um, and I just think that, you know, we, we want to have maybe like, um, a, a broader, broader, um, what would what, I say? I guess we do, we want to have a little bit more to bring to you in May, as far as diving in a little bit more, um, as far as the abuse goes. But, um, so for now today, um, we want to talk a little bit about emotional abuse and kind of what that looks like as a woman, what that, you know, like, I mean, I know women deal with that so much. We are. We are such sensitive creatures, some of us. And let me just also say too, like what I what I think is gonna be interesting about us starting to do this and move in this direction and then about some of the subjects that we're gonna to touch is even though all three of us are best friends 
And we all three um, are so alike in a lot of things. I think that there's some things that we probably do like have like a little bit different viewpoints on and stuff. And so I think it's, it's good to also remember that it's okay to have a, a different opinion on something. And I think just because you have maybe a different opinion or a different thought on something doesn't mean you can't talk about it. Like that's, that's the thing. Like we should have like that freedom to, to feel free to speak our own voice and to, to speak it, you know, loudly, if it's something that's important to you. And, um, yeah, and so that's kind of at the end of the day, yeah. that's something else we want to bring awareness to is you like learning and appreciating everyone's opinions, even if it's not for you and respecting that and respecting those boundaries, because as a country, as a whole, I feel like that's something we're not great about because we're so overly opinionated about how we feel that we sometimes miss what everyone else is saying. So to know that you can respect each other's opinions and still be friends, like, like we may have different political views, but we can still be friends and we still love each other. So we want to bring awareness to that as well on all of these topics. Cause like Alicia mentioned, we're each going to bring something different to the table and we're each opinionated in our own ways. And so we may be wrong. We may be right. But at the end of the day, we're still business partners. We're still best friends and we still work together. So this is going to be a really interesting series for us for the month of May. And like Alicia mentioned, we want to have some resources available. We want to have some hotline numbers. We want to have some group pages. We really want to do our work and bring this the best information we can to you all to help you and give you those tools so yeah absolutely um you know so i and and the crazy part is i actually think like us even just saying how we're going to have different opinions we're going to have different viewpoints really to me just rolls into the topic that we're going to talk about today anyhow as far as emotional abuse goes because i do think a lot of that a lot of emotional abuse is, you know, stems from people not being allowed to be their own person or have their own voice or share their own opinion. And, and, you know, or, so I think there's a lot that kind of goes into that, but I know I've had my own struggle and I've had to learn how to bring myself out of my own hole without anybody really cheering me on and being there. So like, I know what that feels like to be stuck in a place that feels dark, that feels scary, that feels like you don't have somebody in your corner, you know, you have somebody with their thumb on you kind of keeping you pressed down. Like I know that from a personal place and um, I know what it feels like to grow up feeling very insecure and not sure of yourself and not sure of who you are and your value and your opinion and your voice and your everything. I know those feelings. And, um, you know, like I grew up, not super proud of the fact of being a girl because it was so looked down on. Like I was very tomboyish for a lot. A lot of people have no idea or no clue about that about me, but I was very um, tomboyish. I had brothers, I did have sisters, but my, um, me and my little brother were super close. We were best friends growing up and we, did, we just did a lot of stuff together. And um, anyways, you know, I wasn't super secure with being a girl. That was something that was like, you know, um, I guess I just didn't get the same treatment because I was a girl. So I grew up almost, I think, resenting that, not, not realizing that that's what I was doing in my head, but just feeling like that was a negative thing versus understanding that that's actually a beautiful thing. We are who we are. We are who we were meant to be. And whether you're, you know, a male or female, boy, girl, whatever, um, you have a voice and your voice matters. You have an opinion and your opinion matters. And I don't know where everybody else is, 
that I can say where I am. And um, I know that God made absolutely no mistake when he made each and every person. Um, you are not your spouse. You are not your boyfriend. You are not your friend. You are you. You are your own entity. God made you. He didn't make he didn't make so-and-so's wife. He didn't make so-and-so's girlfriend. He didn't make so-and-so's mother. He didn't make so-and-so's friend. He made so-and-so. He made me. I'm not just their mom. I'm not just, you know what I mean? Like he made me, which means I am an individual. I am my own entity. I have my own voice, my own mind, my own God-given talents, my own abilities. And those are things that I think that, that we're not taught to understand and and we let the world, we let people's opinions, we let judgment um, put us like in this box and we let people, um, you know, we just kind of let the world around us turn us into like, I don't know, I'm almost like, you know, you're just kind of like put in this box and almost like you become what you're surrounded with or what you think people expect of you or, you know, how you're treated and stuff growing up. And I just think a lot of times, you know, if we're not in a healthy, positive environment, we, um, we kind of lose, you know, or we grow up losing like who we are, who we could be like our self-worth just, it's just not there. I mean, I don't know how you guys grew up, um, and how, how your womanhood, you know, was affected by how you grew up or, you know, what happened in your life, but anything you guys want to add to? Well, I think that, um, the emotional abuse people think of that a lot in the terms of relationships but I think that as in a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife is what, you know, whatever it may be, significant other type relationship is what I mean when I say that. But I think that it manifests in a lot of different ways because I think it for a lot of people actually starts at a much younger age in your home life in that, you know, your nuclear, if you will, family, that core that who, whomever raised you. Um, I know for me as wonderful and as loving of a home as I lived in, and as much as I truly believe the things that were said to me as a child were meant out of love, it is stuff that I still carry with me to this day that affects, um, you know, the way I see myself, how I, um, react to the, the number on the scale, how I feel about certain things, you know, weight gain, weight loss, all of those different things started for me in a very different way. It didn't start with some boy at some point in my life that totally screwed me up. It started much younger. And that was something that I then carried with me so that when um, I was seeking approval, I would seek it in someone else. I wanted somebody to tell me, you're so pretty, you're so um, skinny, you're so, your body is this or that. And then that just led me down this path of total destruction as far as relationships went because instead of picking people that said those things to me even though that's what I really wanted I was picking the people that were saying the opposite and then it's like oh he's kind of mean I gotta get him to love me like I need him to love me because he's mean you know does that make sense so it meant like I think it's for a lot of people starts much younger and then just progressively gets worse as they continue to try to search and seek for love and affection from the people that kind of give them the type of feedback that they grew up getting. And what, like what you said, and that just really stuck out to me because it's crazy, but it's like, 
like you said, when, when you feel like somebody doesn't or isn't giving you what you want, that attention at love or whatever, and you're like, Ooh, I have to make them love me. It's like, it's like we get so stuck in validating ourselves by somebody else's validation. And I just think that it's really something, I mean, cause let's be honest. I mean, we all want to be told we're beautiful. I think I just made a post this morning that said, you know, did your man tell you you're beautiful this morning? If not, let me know. Listen, cause I'll be the first one to tell you you're hot and you're sexy and your booty is just popping. And like, I, I love that. I mean, I love words. Of affirmation is my thing. Tell me I'm beautiful all day. Tell me I'm wonderful. And I'll be like, Ooh. So, I mean, we, you know, we're all fed differently, like with what makes us feel good. But I think like the truth of the matter is, is sometimes that runs a little too deep. You know, like, yes, we, we all want to be told we're beautiful. Yes, we all want to be told we're special. We're doing a good job. We're important. But that shouldn't be what defines us. And unfortunately, it is because some of us from early on are so lacking in, you know, like just that emotional support when you're young that kind of carries on that we do search for. It. And I mean, as females, as women, a lot of times, you know, I mean, statistically, they say, you know, if you don't get things from your father, you know, what I mean, if you don't get that love and support, you end up growing up looking for it in the wrong places. And I do think that there's a lot of truth behind that, you know, like we do naturally want to, you know what I mean, feel accepted and, and validated by somebody. But I think like, you know, as you get older, you, you have to, you have to step back and really look at it, you know, and it's crazy, you know, because even just up until we went to that Rachel Hollis event that we were at not that long ago, there was so much, even just in that event. And look, I'm 42 years old that I was like, Oh my God. Like I saw like, you know what I mean? The, the really not healthy traits that, that I've been carrying with me, you know? And, and I told myself, I'm like, wow, like this, this is going to be different. You know what I mean? Like I have to recognize this in myself and I have to make sure that I'm doing something to change it because we do search for, for validation in all the wrong places. And I think what happens a lot in relationships is, you know, like we think we need to look for somebody that completes us, you know, and I hear people, you know, women say it all the time, like he completes me. That's actually not good nobody should complete you two people should come together as two whole people do you know what i mean like you should bring your whole self and somebody else should bring their whole self you shouldn't have to find completion in anybody else because you need to um, figure out how to be completely okay with who you are who god designed the person you are you need to you know what i mean so i i think like that's actually very um powerful what you said about us kind of trying to to find it and prove to somebody who you know we want them to love us or we want them to accept us and when we don't get that like we want to figure out how to make it happen and um yeah I think the next step in that like Allie mentioned is self-awareness and realizing that this is a problem and then taking the steps to correct it instead of blaming your past. That's something that I struggle with a lot with other people is like, we all have a past. We all have something that shaped us and made us where we are. Even somebody you think has a perfect life has had something shitty happen to them. It's how they've taken care of themselves since then. So what does that look like for you? What does that look like? You know, you can be a victim or you can be victorious. So you can sit around and complain about it and tell this terrible story and relive the nightmare of something that happened in your childhood, which I know is traumatic and I would never wish that on anyone. Or you can take the steps in place to 
get yourself better because it's always going to be a part of you and it's going to be who made you who you were and appreciating that to some level. I mean, I hate that. And I know people have had some terrible childhoods. I didn't have a perfect childhood, but the next step to me in this emotional roller coaster is taking responsibility for that. And that's something else that, you know, Rachel Hollis is really open about. And all three of us have had a discussion about is like therapy. It's okay. We've made, you know, therapists and all of this stuff, kind of a taboo subject, mental health in general, which goes along with emotional, right? So we've made it such a taboo thing that I think it's definitely something I want to bring awareness to. And, you know, how, um, let's use Chelsea Handler, for instance, Allie, because we're both kind of familiar with her story. So we listen to her podcast. So just a transition that Chelsea Handler has had since she started working with the therapist and becoming more aware is absolutely amazing. I highly recommend whether you're a Chelsea Handler fan or not. She has an amazing podcast. Allie and I both listen to quite often. And just seeing her transition and opening up like that and saying, hey, it's okay to take control of your emotions and see a therapist and things like that. So I definitely want to dive into a little bit of mental health, um, which again, I think goes with the emotional well-being of people as we go in through this. So if, you, if you've had a huge transition in your life or, you know, therapy has helped you or you, you've realized that, we want to talk to you and we want to talk about that too as well. So I just wanted to kind of spin off on that. Do you want to go into Go ahead. That that is true though, because and and I mean we just even talked about it again the other day because like it used to be so secretive, you know, if you're gonna go to counseling, you're gonna go to therapy, you certainly don't tell anybody because that means you have a problem. Well, for one, we all have problems. We all have fucking problems. Like, I mean, like, and like you said, so many of us have grown up having shitty things happen. I mean, I don't know anybody where something hard, shitty, or life altering in some way hasn't happened to them. That you know, and like you said, Lisa, like, so it's not being insensitive to things that have happened. Like, I'm sure I could tell some stories that would make people skin curl, but you know what I mean? Like that's, you can take the things that have happened to you and you can let it swallow you and consume you and bury you, or you can take the things that have happened to you and use them as like stepping stones to get out of that hole, to, you know what I mean? Grow strength, to understand where you came from and to speak out for the next woman, you know what I mean? For the next person. So I just think like, you know, I think you have to be real with yourself. We can lie to everybody. We can fool everybody, but the person you will never be able to lie to and never fool is yourself. You know, what's really going on in your head. You know, what's really happening. And, you know, like if you know that you have an issue, you might need to, to, to get some therapy. Like I am all about it. That is one thing I told myself this year is I'm going to proudly get in therapy. I'm proudly going to, you know, versus hiding behind the door and be like, I don't want anybody to know I'm talking to a counselor. I don't want anybody to know I'm in therapy. Like, it's so weird because I never had had it laid out so much like that until we were at that Rachel Hollis event. She's like, girl, drink your water, eat healthy, get your exercise, get your therapy. I'm like, that is just a therapy. I'm like, it's like, but you know, like it's, it's not taboo. Like if you know, you're fucked up, if you know, there's something going on and you're not okay. And, and you're, you know, you can't resolve this in your own head, then talk to somebody. And I'm not talking, I mean, yeah, you can talk to friends, you can talk to your auntie, you can talk to your sister, Sarah, but talk to somebody who's actually qualified to help you because that's another thing. You know, sometimes we, when we're looking for a therapist kind of in the wrong 
Do you know what I mean? You can kind of get some wish you, I don't know. I'm just going to say, you know, yes, talk to your friends, seek counsel, people like that. But you know, when you really have something that you need to walk through, a therapist is also an unbiased person that's, that's actually schooled to help you. Do you know what I mean? They actually have some type of education to help. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to add like on the, the Chelsea Handler thing, like all opinions aside, I know she's super politically involved and this has nothing to do with any of that, but um, something I do really like about her or liked about her was she did this Netflix series where she's a lot like me in that she just wants to like learn a lot about just stupid things like Lisa and Alicia will tell you that I just walk around with like random knowledge and facts about shit that doesn't even matter just because I just am genuinely interested like I really truly want to learn about things that I don't know about and she's like that and so she started this Netflix series um a couple years ago and it turned like super political which it started to turn me off too because I just was on there to kind of learn like about things that don't really matter and um (laughs) and so then the thing that finally ended it where I stopped uh watching completely the whole series I just totally stopped watching it was she brought somebody on and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier um where she brought somebody on to, to learn about a specific topic. It just happened to involve politics, which I did <clears throat> to some degree find interesting because I also don't know a lot about it. So it was interesting to kind of get like a five second, like flyover overview of different things. And so she brought this person on and uh, then spent the entire time telling him why he was stupid why he was wrong I mean was just nasty and mean and hateful and couldn't and couldn't engage in a conversation with somebody that felt differently about something than she did and it completely turned me off 100% and I never watched another episode so then I stumbled upon the podcast that um Elisa was just mentioning and I was like I don't know. I'm just going to, it's short. It's like 10 or 12 episodes or something in the series. I'll just start it and see. And what I found was it was a completely different ball game than anything I had ever seen from her. She brought her therapist on right away. She dove right into talking about the active, like that she knew she was fucked up, that she knew she was, that she was, um, like like what is the word um anyway she was projecting how she was feeling inside and how out of control and angry and upset she was feeling onto other people by trying to cut them down and she that she had realized this stuff and and really put the work in on herself and it really is an excellent podcast it 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 was the light bulb for me that like you know, I had a, we had a call last night with a trainer for our business where he talked about if, if you cannot figure out what the block is in your life that is stopping you, like if you get just to the edge of the next level and you can't get there, then you need to do something different. And it was the light bulb that the one episode that I shared with you girls was the light bulb for me that I was like, I've got to work through some of the things I'm telling myself, I can tell other people all day long, 
how amazing they are and why can't you guys see how amazing you are but the, the stuff that I say to myself is terrible and it's just a it's a knee-jerk reaction it's not a conscious thing that I do it's not something that I'm doing for attention or for it's and it's not something I even do to necessarily in front of other people it's what I'm doing to myself the way that I am abusing myself and it was it's a it's an excellent series I, I encourage listening to it when you get a chance um but for me on top of the fact that I realized I've got to work through some of this stuff so that I can show up better so that I can stand in a position for other women that aren't able to stand there themselves yet um I've got to to fix me and be in an active role of working on me but because I am conscious of the fact that this started in a different place for me than in a relationship, uh, like a significant other relationship, part of the way that I want to handle things is, is the breaking of the cycle. And for me, that is sort of almost overcompensating with my own children, making sure that I tell them how amazing they are and how beautiful my girls are and how smart they are because it doesn't girls just aren't put on the planet to be beautiful they're smart and they're gifted and they're talented and they're amazing and so for me it's my kids probably think I am the most annoying person on the planet because I compliment everything they do because I want them to know how truly valuable they are in this world and um, anyway, so that for me, it's breaking the cycle. I want, you know, another thing that caused me to go down this, this path of bad relationships and bad decisions and baby daddies that I wish were, like, I wish every day it was a different situation. I wouldn't take my kids back for the world, but I do wish that I had made different decisions, better decisions, but my household wasn't open to having conversations that were hard. You know, I listened to another podcast that was talked about, um, and if you guys, if your kids are listening, maybe put your earbuds in, but talked about the, the talk and how, you know, what did that look like for you in your household? And it was like all these girls that were about the same age as me and they all had the same answer. It was, uh, it was a one-time talk and it was, you're going to start your period. Here's what pads look like. Here's a picture of a uterus and read this book and don't ask me any questions. You know, like sex was not something I was even allowed to ask questions about, ask them about my body. It was, here's the book, ugh, like, ugh, which don't. actually is crazy because it's one of those things like you're going to have sex. Like it yeah. really is a topic issue because it's not like, like one of those things that you're ever going to avoid. Everyone's going to do it. So yeah. you And so, but it was like, it just seemed like this era of girls that are about the same age as me, that their, the talk was literally the talk one time. And it involved starting your menstrual cycle and that was it and then you knew don't, we don't talk about this because it's uncomfortable and so for my children I don't want them you know I am fully aware that that is uncomfortable and scary to think about your child in a being a sexual being but they are going to be at some time and wouldn't you rather them feel comfortable and loved and safe and be able to ask you questions where they're not learning it on the playground or from some video online or a friend who thinks he knows what that word means. Like, 
I want to create a space where my children know how amazing they are and that they can come to me so that things that have happened to me don't happen to them. Right. You want to raise them to have like value in themselves. Yeah, absolutely. I want them to know that, that, uh, that this is a safe space always, even if it is coming to me to tell me something that they think is going to be uncomfortable or scary or upset or disappoint me in some, in some way that they have this. You know, one of the space. things that you were saying, and, and it brings me back again to like, you know, um, cause I know this was something that kind of touched you. And I know that it touched me very much. So like at the conference we were at, um, because I think you and I are similar in this way. I don't know about Elisa, but I know Ali that, that we're similar in this way that it started way beyond relationships early on, like how we speak to ourselves and what we do. And we both have daughters and I know I've been guilty of this. And literally ever since the conference, it's something that I'm extremely mindful of. And if I start saying it, I pull it back and change it really quick because, um, and that's, you know, talking about yourself, like how you talk about yourself and how you talk about yourself in front of your daughters who are watching you. I mean, they are mimicking us. They're watching us. We're basically feeding them. Do you know what I mean? Like we're, we're feeding them what a woman looks like. We're showing and modeling to them, you know, what, what a, a wife or a mom or a girlfriend or whatever it is you are like, you know, we're, we're showing them an example and, and we can show them in different ways. And it, it really bothered me because I know like that there's things I've struggled about myself since I was young. And there's things that I've carried with me always. And I know that I have said them out loud and it actually breaks my heart when I know that I have said them in front of my daughters and probably rubs that influence off. It bothers me so badly, but you know what? We learn, like I said, we just went to that conference. I'm 42 years old and I just heard something in a whole new light in a whole new way. And I promised myself, I will never talk that way like that in front of my daughters again, out loud where they can hear me. And, you know, I've caught myself, you know, you know, doing something or saying something and maybe like, I don't feel bad about saying it to myself, but then like, I think about how she's taking it when I'm sitting there. I'm like, Oh God, like this, like makes me look fatness or blah, blah, whatever. And I'm like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. We're going to pull this back. Hold on. Dang, mommy has got some good curves going on up in here. And like, I try to change it really, really super quick because the last thing I ever want any of my daughters to think is that they're, that they are not beautiful, that they are not, um, you know, especially when they get older, I don't want to think about the whole sexy thing now, but I'm saying at some point, like, you know, as women, we all want to feel beautiful and sexy and attractive and all those things. And I don't want to be the reason that that is put off on my daughters or that that is in their head, that they have to look a certain way and be a certain way. And if they don't, that that's not good enough because that is actually a lie straight from the pit of hell. You are beautiful. You are sexy. You are good enough. You are exactly who you're supposed to be. You know, you can, you can, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, your daughters seeing that you want to improve things about yourself and that you want to be better, but you can do it in a way that's not detrimental to their mental state or your own, you know, you can say, you know what, like I need to be more active because that's good for your heart and it's healthy and you need to have, you know, muscle in your body. So it's, you know what I mean? You can talk about things in a different way than having it be that you're fucking ugly or you're fat or you're not good enough because you are good enough. And 
do you know what I mean? Like this I know just literally happened to me yesterday. So we got done with our booty workout. I jumped straight into an arm workout where it was half lifting, half um, hit. And so I'm doing the hit portion of it, which is freaking hard. And I, Brogan comes up to me, he's seven. And he says to me, why do you work out so much? And I started to say, like it start, started to come out of my mouth because I want to be skinny is what started to come out of my mouth. And I literally had to stop myself and say, because I want to be healthy. And then I said, because I want to be healthy and I want you to see, I want you guys to see me being healthy with, with you. I want you guys to see me having good habits and creating good habits. And I mean, it's a, it's an ongoing thing. It's a constant, no matter how good or healthier or, or how we're feeling at that moment, it's a battle all the time that we're fighting. And, you know, like truthfully, and, and I didn't realize it until we had to write out and we were at that conference, like why you're doing some of the things you were doing when I really had to confront myself and be honest with myself, I literally almost died. I'm like, holy shit, this whole time I've only been working out, thinking about what I eat, doing this stuff because I want to be skinny. That shit had nothing to do with wanting to be healthy. Because if, if it was really that I wanted to be healthy, I wouldn't be choosing, I don't know, crash fad diets. I wouldn't be choosing, like, I wouldn't be choosing things that only worked if I dropped a whole bunch of weight really quick. Do you know what I mean? Or something like that. I think like, it's crazy because, you know, now that we're all using the same uh, trainer and everything and, and that, you know, we're all on like a workout schedule and we're kind of being more mindful and, and tracking macros and things like that. Sometimes it's a very slow, I mean, I've had six kids, I'm in my forties. It's a very slow creeping progress. And, and it's hard when you, you know, we live in such a, you know, microwave society, we want these results. And, and especially if you're impatient, I can be impatient. We want it so quick, 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 mm -hmm. that it's easy to kind of jump around and jump on these fad diets and different things that we're doing. Cause we want to be skinny. But when I actually had to write down and actually had to look at it, like, oh my God, like in my head. And I would say all the time to people, oh, you know, like you want to live a healthy life and you want this. But really, in all actuality, the reason why I was doing half the stuff I was doing is because I wanted to look a certain, you know what I mean? Because it, it didn't have anything to do with being healthy. And I think that in itself is not healthy. That's like an unhealthy mindset. And I mean, just in these past few months, I've really, really had to make that conscious effort to try to reprogram my mind um, with what's really important. What's really important is being healthy and setting that example um, for your kids and your family and letting your daughters see you be proud of yourself, see you think that you're beautiful and see you think that you're worthy because ultimately they're watching. And, you know, if you're going to set them up to have this negative mindset of, of womanhood and, and what makes somebody attractive and what makes somebody special and worthy and have value, I mean, you're setting them up for just pure and utter fucking failure. You know what I mean? And that to me is very heart-wrenching like, I don't want to be that one. I want to be the one that, you know, shows my daughters, you know, what strength looks like and overcoming looks like and, and loving yourself looks like. And, you know, like, I think when we have no self-worth or low self-worth, that's where emotional abuse is so easy to have, like creep in, you know, when we have no value set on ourselves and we don't feel strong or like we have a voice, that's when we let people manipulate and treat us poorly. And I mean, because I mean, whether it's like emotional abuse or physical abuse, 
it, it usually doesn't start on the first date somebody, you know, puts their hands on you or that first day. I mean, if you went out on somebody on the first date and they start talking trash and smack to you, you would never see their ass again. Never speak to them again. Never. I listen to this lady that talks about her Tinder yeah. dates and some of the things that her, like it's, it, she makes it funny, but some of the things that the Tinder dates say to her, but just think about like that stuff that men actually say to women that they're in long-term relationships with or vice versa. Women say to men that they're in long, this goes both ways, you know, yes. whatever, whoever, whomever your spouse is. And if somebody said that to you on a first date, that would be the last date yes Done. but yet it, it sneaks in and it trickles in so slowly and you know somebody said to me a little while ago and I was thinking about they're like what you tolerate now is what will continue and a lot of times as women like we let these little things go we let them creep in and sneak in and and I don't know if it's that maternal thing we're like oh we can like we can soften that we can change that or whatever you know but if you're going to allow something now, it's going to be something that continues. You know what I mean? If you're going to be okay with something now and you're going to be okay with those little things. Cause like you said, nobody just starts out being treated like absolute dog shit and is like, yes, do that to me. You know, like <laughs> hit me baby one more time. Yes. We're like, I don't know, Elisa, what do you think? Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's, we've kind of gone like a million different ways here. <laughs> I know. That's what I was saying is like, whoa, we've gone down a really deep rabbit hole. Um, but I think they're all valid points. And I think they're all something we do want to, again, dive into for the month of May, pick specific topics, st stick to those topics, hear stories and testimonies of people that have dealt with that and how they can overcome that or kind of like our opinion on that. So do you want to dive into the question that we got or do we just want to do you want to offer some opinions on that or kind of rabbit hole a little bit more? So as far as emotional abuse and kind of like, kind of, you know, hardcore more on that. I mean, well, what is emotional abuse to you? What would you say emotional abuse is? Um, any type of manipulation, any type of, you know, putting you down, hurting you purposely. I mean, cause I think you can hurt people on accident without a doubt, but I think, you know, emotional neglect, um, not uh, emotional to me, a, a lot is words. Um, I, I think that's where a lot of emotional comes from because it's not physical. So to me, emotional comes from a lot of words and words that you're either saying or lack of there of saying, um, and, and that's, that's kind of how I view it. What about you, Allie? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I could, I think back to like just personal experiences and some of the relationships I've been in that I would, in the time didn't know necessarily were emotionally abusive, but definitely looking back are a lot of it was, you know, exactly what she said. Um, a lot of the neglect, you know, I've, uh, when I was in college, I took all these psychology classes and it, they use this example of, um, um, a monkey, I think it was, and they watched the monkey um, receive love from its mother, and then they put a monk, like a fake monkey, in there where the monkey wouldn't react, and and then how the baby monkeys would react to that, and in the neglectful manner. And I think that we're all kind of like that, you know, where. Um, when we're in a good and a flourishing relationship where we get back what we need, we are a better version of ourselves. But then when we get into these relationships where we're feeling like we have to fight the neglect, you know, the 
not getting anything emotionally um, fulfilling back from somebody is so damaging to people, you know, whether it be somebody withholding physicality from you, if they're withholding love and affection. I mean, that for me is a huge trigger when people um, withhold affection or love because they're mad at you is so damaging for me where I just, I mean, I can't stand it. Like you can, if you're mad at me and you don't speak to me for a whole day, whatever. But if you in some way, shape or form, try to like punish me with withholding yourself completely from me, not touching, not showing any sort of affection, that is so much of a trigger for me. And I think it's all of those things. I think it's, it's a wide spectrum. I think so too. I think, you know, emotional abuse, I mean, I would have to agree with all you guys. I do think is a very, very wide spectrum. And I think it's one of those things like we had just talked about that it kind of creeps in slowly. If we're talking about, you know, relationship wise, which is kind of what we're talking about because the letter that we got was specifically geared towards a woman in an emotionally and maybe slight physical abusive relationship and, you know, tolerating, you know, the name calling and the neglect and the things like that. And, and so that's kind of, you know, like what, what led us to just come on here and be like, let's talk about these things. You know, let's talk about like these tough subjects and things that are uncomfortable, you know, and what is emotional abuse and what do you do when you're in that situation? You know, it's so easy because, you know, like we had just said, like, it's not something that happens so quick. And it's something that kind of creeps in. And sometimes it's just little things that you allow that, that get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger over time. And I think everybody should have like, you know, everyone deserves like respect, you know, like, I mean, I mean, you can, you can lose respect, just like you can lose, you know, trust and things like that. But as humans, you deserve respect. And when you allow somebody to disrespect you in a way that's, that's harmful to you. I mean, I think that's what kind of happens is that when we love somebody, um, we allow things that we would probably never allow, you know, like somebody else to do. We wouldn't allow a friend to do or a neighbor to do or, or a stranger to do. But these people that are supposed to love us, we're supposed to feel safe with them. I mean, we allow things that, that are so damaging. You know what I mean? And and I mean, there has to, there has to be a point where you have to stop and recognize like what's actually happening in front of you. And, you know, you have to ask yourself, you know, what are you willing to accept? What are you willing to allow? I mean, is this something that you really want to spend the rest of your life dealing with? Cause I'll tell you what, really stopping and stepping back, especially in this last year and reevaluating a lot of things about myself. I'm really coming to terms with what I'm willing to allow what I'm willing to accept and what I'm actually saying, hell fucking no. Like I know who I am. I mean, I'm, I'm still learning bits and pieces about myself. And I mean, to me, for the woman struggling with that emotional abuse and with, you know, neglect and stuff like that, I'm, I'm really going to ask you to really step back, whether you need to sit down and write something out step back and sit down and write the things about yourself that you do love. That's one of the things that, you know, we were taught at this conference, you know, like you should look at yourself in the mirror every day and say out loud 15 times, you know, like what you love about yourself, 
physically, mentally, just, you know, say good things about yourself, but write down on a paper, you know, like the things that you love and that are good about yourself. And you should really sit down and write the things that you do not think you should tolerate or that you're not going to tolerate. Like, you know, like in a, in a perfect, um, you know, relationship world, you know, everybody has non-negotiables. You have it with friends, you have it with business. You might have like non-negotiable things to me you reserve the right to say what you want in your world, especially when it's relationship wise, you know, like if you know that, that there's this one particular thing that is an absolute no go for you. Like, I mean, this is a talk that I had with my daughter, you know, like there's, there are some non-negotiable things that you don't have to tolerate. I'm sorry, but there is millions of people in the world. You do not have to, um, water yourself down. You don't have to take, you know, uh, some moral thing that's very strong in you and neglect it because you think that guy over there is hotter than hell or because you like, you know, I think a lot of times we don't, we don't stick to things. And, and with women, we get so caught with our emotions that we're easily swayed with it. And so to me, like if, if I could have something to look at, like, this is my non-negotiable, I'm not willing to compromise this. If somebody can, can, tell me, you know, like what a piece of shit I am, or, or I'm not beautiful, or, or I'm, I'm, you know, if somebody can, can verbally abuse me like this, like that is an absolute hell no to me. Like, I mean, that is something that is a non-negotiable to me. I don't care how hot you are, how amazing you are, how whatever, if that's something that I absolutely will not tolerate. I will not let somebody emotionally break me down like that. You know, like, I think you, you reserve the right to say what you will allow and will not allow in your world. I mean, romantically, especially. Yeah. I think that a lot of us get to those that, and it takes long. Some of us get there faster. Some of us get there, take a little bit longer to get there, but however it is that you can get there is definitely such a freeing um, moment, you know, because I, I, I would say that the majority of the relationships I've been in prior to my current relationship were emotionally abusive in some way, shape or form, um, because those are the people that you tell your deepest, darkest things to, you know, they're supposed to be your safe place. And people that have that tendency that have something wrong with them that what makes them want to hurt you, um, use that as their weapon against you. And it is not a you thing. It is a them thing, but because it feels so personal and because they're supposed to be this, the safe spot, um, it is the reason it hurts so much, you know? And I, 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 I sometimes don't know how I finally got out of the relationship I was in that was super emotionally abusive um, and got into a relationship now that is wonderful. But I'm, but once you're out of it and you're into something or you, or you find it within yourself or whatever that looks like for you, it is such like a, oh my God, I don't ever have to worry about this again. You know? Mm -hmm. I think that's where the term like worth the work comes into play. Like there are things that are worth the work and going through that and saying, Hey, I'm better than this. Hey, I'm, I'm finally going to break through from this and move on 
it was worth it in the end. Once you get to where you do realize like, okay, this is normal and this is love and this is a good, healthy relationship. It was, it was worth the work for yourself to get through that, to get to where you are now, because it's going to, it's going to suck. It's going to be terrible. You're going to think every scenario. I know we've all had that relationship where it was just the worst split up in the world. And you thought your world was over and you're never going to love anyone. And no one's ever going to love you. And you're in the fetal position on the floor and your world is over. But guess what? There's it, it happened for a reason to get you to your next step. And I know it sucks and I know it hurts and I know it burns and I know your world feels like it's ending right now, but it's not, you're going to move on to something much better. So I think just like putting in that work emotionally, physically, you know, it's your responsibility. It sucks, but it's your responsibility to come out of that. You can do it. You don't think you can, you damn sure can write down that list. What are you not going to tolerate anymore? You know, emotionally abusive, physically abusive. From anyone, friends, family, significant yeah. other, everyone. From anyone. Just like, this isn't tolerable for me. And I'm going to leave this toxic relationship. We've all left toxic relationships in our business because there are business, you know, we're talking about romantic. We've talked about family. Let's talk about business being toxic relationships. We've all left a terrible toxic relationship in our business and it sucks, but you know what? It's going to go on. Your business is going to go on. Your life is going to go on. Your friendships are going to go on. It may not be with that friend that's super toxic to you, but you've recognized that problem and you're willing to, to let it go. And I definitely think it is worth that. So you all can get a good idea of what we're going to get into um, this next month of May. Um, it's going to be deep. We're going to talk about things. We're going to talk about problems. You know, that like Alicia mentioned, that's been our statement from the beginning. We want to be the people that talk about things that aren't really talked about, whether it be in business, life, motherhood, you know, whatever it's like entrepreneurship. We want to talk about the good, the bad and everything in between because life isn't all peachy and it's not always like butterflies and and stars, if you've been around us, like, you know, that's usually our, our MO. We're laughing, joking, and having fun. But we do have a serious side, and we do want to bring awareness to things like this that are making a difference in people's lives. And especially during this time, y'all, right now, during this crazy quarantine, self-quarantine, we know abuse is going rampant right now. Like, it, it, I just, I know it is. I, I can feel it in my bones, whether it be child abuse, sexual abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, drug abuse. Um, alcoholism, like it's all happening right now, really bad, you guys. So this is a time to really dial in. Let's put some work into it and come out brighter on the other side, because that's what we want for you all and everyone in our community. Um, so again, if you have any topics you want to talk about, you want to be our guest, you want to share something, you want to share your story, let us know because we want to feature that, bring awareness to it and get real and raw for the month of May. Yes. And so I think, um, Ali or Lisa, when you guys had said, you know, like if you, you know, have a subject, you can message us on, um, a three life. If that just seems too broad and you're nervous, you can message either one of us individually too. If, if that feels safer for you, the whole point is, is that we just want to be here. And like I said, we want to intercede on your behalf and talk about it openly, because if something's happening to you or something's hurting for you or something's um, tough for you. I can guarantee you it is for the next woman and, and for somebody else. And, and so I think, you know, like it's, it's things that we, we just want to come out. We want to talk about. And so, you know, don't be too afraid. 
you know, like I said, A through life, message one of us individually. You, you know, you will remain private. Nobody will say your name. But um, you know, if you have something you want us to talk about, maybe it's not even something that is happening to you. Maybe you have a friend, or maybe it's just a, a topic you want to see addressed and you want to see talked about live. Let us know. Um, we're gonna blow up May. It's all about you women. I mean, like Elisa said, we know with everyone locked in right now, I'm sure that things are tough, tougher for some women than, than they let know. And if you don't have anybody in your corner, we're in your corner. If you don't have anybody cheering you on, we're cheering you on. Like we want to be that for you. So um, we love you guys. Also here on our A3 Life page, we share so much valuable content that I really just don't feel like is being seen. So if you need business tips, things on how to grow, um, tips and advice, make sure you're following the A3 Life page in those posts. Um, and also our Worth the Work group page. Um, we've had the Booty Band Challenge going on. That's super fun. Um, we played bingo last week. That was awesome. We had a quarantine bingo, which was interesting. Um, our community is growing with Worth the Work. So if you want to join, you can search Worth the Work Facebook group page, and we would love to have you. Thanks for joining us this week on A3 Life. Make sure to join us on Facebook and Instagram at A, the number three life, Inc. and check out our online shop at a the number three life.biz.